Hello everyone, I'm Dalton Burdett, one of the many movie nights, and if you're watching this, it's because you want to hear my uncensored and unfiltered thoughts and opinions about the world of movie and entertainment news, so kick back, relax, and thank you for being a part of the conversation. As you can see, it is a solo show today. For Nick, he really, really wishes that he could be here, but he unfortunately had a personal family tragedy that I don't want to disclose because it's not my place, but um, he'll be uh, out of action for a couple weeks as he goes and helps his family through a hard time. Uh, please leave some love for Nick in the comments. He really wants to be here, and we miss him a lot, but we also want him to be able to go be with his family and help them during this hard time. And Hannah is going to work, so... Just me! So you may be stuck with just my ugly face, but don't worry. There's still plenty of fun movie news to talk about, and we're going to get into it right now. First off, um, a couple new trailers. One that dropped just a minute ago that Hannah and I did a reaction to this morning, and that was the new trailer for Morbius. Um, really interesting trailer. It gave a, gave us a brand new look at how Jared Leto's vampire is going to interact, how he's going to move around. Very cool looking scenes there. Um, references to like every Spider-Man universe, which is just, I, I, I don't know what to make of it. I know that Venom 2 kind of raised some questions, but maybe we thought it meant one thing, but it needs an, means another thing. And it's just a bunch of questions that hopefully after No Way Home will be answered. But either way, Really looking forward to Morbius. Another amazing trailer that dropped, I believe it was yesterday, was the trailer for The Book of Boba Fett, which was super exciting. Amazing trailer. It almost feels kind of like a crime mafia show set in the Star Wars universe. And how long have fans just wanted a Boba Fett-centric project? Since he showed up on screen for the first time. That's how long Star Wars fans have wanted that. So really looking forward to The Book of Boba Fett. That comes out December 29th. And Hannah and I will be doing reactions to it. Well, it's the Tuesday rendition of the show, and you know what that means. I get to talk about the box office, so let's dive into those numbers. Dune came in first place in its second weekend, however, it did take a 62% drop. Lots of factors could contribute contribute to that, being it Halloween week and the HBO Max thing. A lot to reconsider there, but its total it brought in was $15.4 million its second week. Coming in number two was Halloween Kills, making another $8.7 million probably received a little bump for it being halloween and it dropped 39 percent from i believe week two to week three yes coming at number three was no time to die making another 7.7 million dollars coming at number four was the new my hero academia movie making a 6.4 million dollars in its opening week coming in at number five was venom let there be carnage racking in another 5.7 million dollars i'm actually going to continue a little bit past the top five this week because we had a couple new releases open uh antlers coming at number six with $4.2 million, actually making more than the number seven film, which was Last Night in Soho, making 4.1, almost 4.2. It's unfortunate that both Antlers and Last Night in Soho couldn't perform a little bit better in its opening weekends. I We have Eternals coming out next week, so I don't see how much longer they're going to be able to keep their, you know, reins going. However, I do want to say, I saw both of those films, and I still have not reviewed them, just because it's been crazy. I've been at the Orlando Film Festival premiering the local there which was really cool to see the screening went very well and um, once I get through all that and I get all that wrapped up because I also have the Hollywood Florida Film Festival next week but once I get once I get my shit together uh, I'm going to be reviewing both Antlers and Last Night in Soho uh, but quick little thoughts I enjoyed Antlers it was better than I thought it was going to be I loved Last Night in Soho I've heard some mixed things about it but to me it is my favorite movie of 2021 so far that's how much I liked Last Night in Soho so look forward to those reviews coming very soon now, let's get into our news stories of the week. This story actually dropped right before I started recording. This one comes to us from Deadline. Uh, more news about Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer film. He's just recruited Matt Damon and Robert Downey Jr. to be in the film. 
the deadline article does go on to say that their roles are being kept under wraps. We don't know who they will be playing, but they'll probably be playing real-life people, considering it's a biopic. But uh, Matt Damon, Nolan had previously worked with an Interstellar, and he Nolan likes to work with people he's previously worked with before. But Robert Downey Jr., that is a new one. He's never worked with him before, and it's cool to just see Robert Downey Jr. in a big movie again. Really, really excited about that. Um, you know, with now Killian Murphy, Damon, and Downey Jr. attached, he's assembling an all-star cast for this Oppenheimer film that Universal will make. I'm very excited. What do you guys think about the additions to the cast? Let me know down below. Under our next news story, this is also an exclusive from Deadline, uh, John Woo is going to return to direct a new action movie. For those of you who are unfamiliar, John Woo is an incredible action director, making films such as Hard Boiled, and he's also made some American films like Face Off. And if Nick was here, I'm sure he would love the fact that this guy's going to make a new movie. But the cool thing is, this is going to be a no-dialogue action film, and it's going to be called Silent Night, which is brilliant. And there is a member to the cast already. It will star Joel Kinnaman, Rick Flagg, from the Suicide Squad franchise, which I don't know if you can see it, but I got the poster for it right there. This is nothing but great news. I love John Woo. I've missed John Woo. I love Joel Kinnaman. And a no-dialogue action movie just sounds like so much fun. Sign me up. What do you guys think about this return? Let me know in the comments. On to the next news story. Um, this Just file this one under how does this keep happening. Chris Pratt is going to voice Garfield in a new animated movie. This comes off the heels that he'd be voicing Mario in a Super Mario Brothers movie. So a couple of things are happening here. Either Chris Pratt has an amazing agent and keeps landing these voiceover roles and like sound, or sound, Jesus, voice acting roles, excuse me, and um, is just going to keep racking up them checks doing those voices, or he secretly is an amazing voice actor that we haven't known about. And he's done voice work before. He did things like the Lego movie. But these types of voices require a very specific sound. Maybe not so much Garfield, but Mario, absolutely. So I'm more intrigued than anything, because there's no way that the people at Garfield have heard what his Mario sounds like, so they casted him based off of that. They, these deals probably happened around the same time. So it's just it's fascinating that this keeps happening. Maybe it will turn out for the better. Maybe he's an amazing voice actor. Maybe it's miserable. Who knows? All I know is I like Chris Pratt as a performer, and I think he's a wonderful guy based off everything I've known about him. And hopefully, his work continues to shine in the animated world. Uh, what do you guys think about this bizarreness of Chris Pratt continually being cast in animated things? Let me know in the comments. And our final news story of the day comes to us also from Deadline. Deadline had a hell of a week. So the John Wick franchise, along with the Continental spinoff series that we've talked about a lot recently on the show, they've had another spinoff that I actually forgot about until this story came out, and I was like, oh yeah, that is happening. It's a spinoff called Ballerina, and it's going to be based off of the sort of ballerina-like continental place in, that we saw in John Wick Chapter 3. There's There was clearly a lot more story there, and they're going to explore that story in a film. That film is going to be directed by Len Wiseman, who directed Underworld, and will be written by Shay Hatton, who wrote Army of the Dead and John Wick Chapter 3, so a little bit familiar with that world. But the big news is, uh, Anna de Armas is in talks to lead the ballerina film. This comes right off the heels of her amazing performance in No Time to Die and countless other amazing movies. Anna de Armas is a fantastic actress, and I think this is a wonderful choice. I think Anna de Armas is... A great talent. I think she brings a lot of personality. I think she brings a lot of physicality. And uh, more importantly, I just think she's a great performer. And, you know, her getting more work, I think, is a great thing because I love her. And also, this universe adding someone like Anna de Armas adds to the possibility that if it takes place in the modern day, maybe we can even see her pop up in John Wick 4 and John Wick 5. Who knows? 
however, I like that the Jomic world keeps on expanding and creating more interesting things because the action in those movies are incredible and I love those films, but had they just been action and nothing else, it could have grown tiresome quickly, but it did the smart thing of establishing a world in that first movie and continues to build and expand and, and not only for the purpose of expanding, but to tell more interesting stories and keep it fascinating from an audience perspective. So I'm all about this movie and I'm all about this casting. What do you guys think about the ballerina movie and are you happy that Anna de Armas is in talks to play the lead? Let me know down below in the comments. I keep saying that. I should probably think of something else to say after each story. Since, unfortunately, Nick is away because of a family tragedy, I wanted to honor him by still showing rumors of the roundtable. And don't worry, it's still his thing because these are rumors that he sent me throughout the week. And I want to honor that by doing them on the show. So, Nick, I pick the rumors that you sent me and we're going to talk about them. Uh, one rumor coming from MCU Direct, which I think is a Twitter thing and a website, is saying that Mahershala Ali's Blade will have a surprise appearance in the Moon Knight series. I mean, I don't know if that's true, but if it is, fucking okay, I'd love that. And what, see, if that happens, though, here, here's what here's what we got to talk about. If that happens, and they somehow indicate that we're going to be getting Midnight Suns in the MCU, ooh, that would be fucking cool. Especially, oh, especially if John Bernthal's Punisher came back. Oh, I, please, that would be amazing. And Ghost Rider, ooh, see, I'm getting ahead of myself now. But the base of the rumor is just that Mahershala Ali's Blade will appear in Moon Knight. I don't know if it's true. It wouldn't surprise me because I know that they're in early, the early stages of making the Blade movie and they want to kind of get his appearance out there since he was announced at Comic-Con back in 2019, which I was at. But uh, yeah, it would be really cool if it happened. But like I said, these are just rumors and we don't know if they're true. What do you guys think? Is the rumor true? And if so, would you like to see it? And the last rumor of the roundtable. Now this one, this one I know Nick uh, in his hard time must still be smiling through somehow. Um, we recently talked about on the show a couple times that there's going to be a National Treasure TV show, and we were wondering if Nicolas Cage was going to be involved in any capacity, and Nick is the biggest Nick Cage fan in the world. Well, according to Daniel RPK, who's been right about many, many things in the past, although this hasn't been confirmed by any of the trades or the studios, Nicolas Cage is set to return for both National Treasure TV series and National Treasure movies 3 and 4. Yes, that would be awesome. Uh, they've teased National Treasure sequels in the second movie, and just for a long time, they've said that there could be more sequels to come. However, Daniel does say that, uh, Daniel, like he's my friend, Mr. RPK, <laughs> says that in the TV series, it would just be a cameo appearance from him. Um, I hope that that's true. That would be amazing. I love the National Treasure movies. They're really fun. I like Nick Cage as a performer very much, so he was great in Pig earlier this year. Um, I think those stories are great. And, you know, seeing them, especially if we got some, like, new blood in terms of writers and other cast members, will Justin Bartha come back? Will the other cast member come back? That'd be really fun to know. Hopefully we get answers and confirmations of these in the future. But what do you guys think? Is the rumor true? And if so, are you excited about it? Well, the show's a lot shorter when it's just one person, but I hope that you guys still felt entertained and informed. Ooh, entertained and informed. Informed and entertained. I might add that to the intro in some capacity. I like the, the way that that rolls off the tongue. Anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for watching. Um, tomorrow, we're going to be releasing uh, more Squid Game reactions. I believe it's episodes four and five, I want to say. And then um, we will be releasing the final four episodes. They'll be in two videos. Um, one will be on that Wednesday. Maybe we'll drop one even sooner than that. Who knows? Uh, thank you guys so much for watching, and we will see you next time.